This is Chris Benincasa for the Jersey Arts Podcast. Next Friday, June 24th, the team behind the hit podcast series Welcome to Night Vale brings its live show, The Haunting of Night Vale, to the New Jersey Performing Arts Center in Newark, New Jersey. According to the New York Times, the news out of Night Vale sounds like what might occur if Stephen King or David Lynch was a guest producer at your local public radio station. The arts and culture magazine Vulture called it the foundational institution of the fiction podcast genre. Here's a clip from one of their early and most popular episodes, Faceless Old Woman. Did you know there's a faceless old woman who secretly lives in your home? It's true. She's there now. She's always there, just out of your sight. Always just out of your sight. Because you cannot see her, you were probably completely unaware that this woman likes to sift through photos of you and your loved ones. She softly touches each face as if wishing it were her own, or perhaps claiming it as her own, or perhaps simply cursing that person. It's hard to say. You've never seen her doing this. The faceless old woman who secretly lives in your home does lots of things. Ever wonder why your web browser's history is filled with Bing searches for, quote, pictures of dead wolves, or, quote, the melting point of birds? Or why sometimes your shower drain gets clogged with organ meats, or why sometimes you hear crying from behind the walls, or scratching at the front door, or you awaken to find long silver hairs on the pillow next to you, or maybe you've never noticed any of those things. You've lived your life to this point completely oblivious to this old woman who has no face. And truth be told, I think she's probably harmless. But maybe you shouldn't sleep in your home anymore, just in case. That was a clip from episode 26 of Welcome to Night Vale, Faceless Old Woman. Next Friday, Show at NJ Pack is also the last performance of their current U.S. tour, and it's happening just a week after Welcome to Night Vale's 10th anniversary. We recently spoke with co-creator and writer Jeffrey Craner and cast member and live show MC Kate Jones about hitting that 10-year milestone, life on the road and in the recording studio, and what it's like when your quirky, spooky, funny podcast suddenly gets millions of new listeners. So you've been touring nonstop since March, and you get to take a break after this upcoming show at NJ Pack in Newark before heading off to tour Europe. You folks totally look like a band in your tour photos. What is a Welcome to Night Vale tour like? And Kate, why don't we start with you? 
The Welcome to Night Vale tour is such a whirlwind of uh, so many emotions. So uh, seeing fans who have been this longtime community that's very welcoming and loving, uh, they're so excited to see us. It's it's a very emotional show. They get very emotional. We get very emotional. And then um, sometimes the schedule can be quite a lot. So it's a lot of emotions riding high and then low, and then you're stuck at the airport, and then you're mispronouncing the word Michigan over and over again, and people think you're unwell. But it's it's a wild ride. Uh, well, I, I am at home now. I'm not on this leg of the tour. Uh, I will be later in the year on the tour, but, uh, yeah, when we started the show, when Joseph Fink and I started writing the show back in 2012, it was, you know, this really fun thing where, you know, people would, you know, email us as it started to get popular and tweet at us and things like that. But when we started taking the show on the road in 2014, just as Kate said, like, just, you start seeing all the people that are listening to your show and it's just wild to have fans and we have i feel like all of these years of touring these hundreds of venues we've been to we get commented more than anything that we have the nicest fans in the world um and they're it's just we're very lucky people it's such a delight to actually feel the energy of people from the stage and after the show of just how much night vale has meant to them over the years Welcome to Night Vale celebrated its 10th anniversary this month. Congratulations. That's amazing. Jeffrey, after 10 years, do you think about Welcome to Night Vale differently than you did in the early years? Has your take on it changed at all? Not too much. I mean, I, when when we started making the show, we said we could sort of do whatever we wanted with it uh, as long as we just followed strict continuity, meaning that the, the people in the show age and grow and change. And, um, and so it's been more than anything just i feel like i know the town really well like i've lived there for 10 years um i feel like a native of the town i know that sounds a little hokey but it, <laughs> the 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 growth of nightvale has nothing to do with like solving big mysteries there's no puzzle box story to unfold there really is just a town to be a part of however weird and mysterious it can be so uh in a lot of ways it hasn't changed other than just my relationship to the characters as a writer um you know just watching Tamika Flynn, you know, nine years ago was 13 years old. So this is a this is a kid who was when we first wrote her into the show was, you know, at a summer reading program at the library and is now a senior in college. So, you know, it's just it's really fun to like watch characters age and change and grow like that. So in that way, the the, the show is completely different, but also kind of just the same as it's always been. Kate, you're the MC for these shows. How did you end up in that role? Well, it's uh, it's a wild ride and it is really delightful because uh, at first the audience is so kind and polite when I get on stage and I tell them who I am and that I'm hosting the show. They're they're very ecstatic because they've left their home. But then they realize they've known me for eight years, that I'm a voice that they've heard as a character in Night Vale. And then they lose their minds and they're so loving and giving. And uh, it's really the best MC gig I could have ever hoped for. They're incredibly generous. Um, and how, how did I get that gig? Well, I've been uh, performing performing with Jeffrey, Meg, and Cecil. Uh, we've known each other for, for an eternity. And um, I think the reason I was offered this role is because one time Meg and I were on a tour and during Hurricane Sandy, we got stuck in Iowa and the two of us jumped to action to fix the entire problem for everyone that we were on tour with. And so I think Meg uh, and Jeffrey and Joseph have a lot of confidence in me being able to tour manage to MC and to perform in the show and to make sure everything goes according to plan. What is the Welcome to Night Vale origin story? It's such an interesting like story empire. How did it start and how did you build it? 
Well, when Joseph and I, you know, as Kate just said, you know, so many of us that work on the show, uh, Cecil, the the narrator, and Kate, and Joseph, and me, and uh, and Meg, uh, we we all we all found each other through the New York Neo Futurist Theater Company in Lower Manhattan uh, back in like the late aughts. And uh, Joseph and I wrote a play together. We both, you know, met each other through the Neo Futurists, and we wrote and performed this play about time travel together at St. Mark's Church back in 2011. And at the time, we were both listening to a ton of podcasts. So when we would have writers meetings to make this play, it, half the meeting was just talking about, here's a podcast I'm listening to. Here's one I like and whatever. Mm -hmm. So once the play was done and the play was a ton of fun, uh, but the play also, you know, requires a lot of time and a lot of money and you have to be present and all of the, all of this. So we we're like, let's do something a little bit simpler. And so we made a podcast and um, it came about because Joseph wrote this series of weird paragraphs and had our friend Cecil with an amazing voice record them. And uh, he sent it to me and he was like, I don't know. What do you think of something like this? We didn't have a map for the town or the characters. Cecil didn't even have a name yet. And uh, so we just, uh, it just was so beautiful and funny and weird. Uh, really creeped me out and I loved it. And uh, so I was like, sure. So we started drafting the first several episodes and putting it out. The way it grew was started pretty organically in just putting it out online. We started a Twitter feed and a, and a, and a Facebook page to try and promote it. Um, friends probably sharing with friends. And then about a year in, it just blew up. I mean, I really do mean that like the, the, the curve of listenership went from, uh, you know, a uh, hundred thousand, 150,000 downloads in the first full year we had it out. Mm -hmm. And then in the 13th month alone was like 2.5 million. And what happened there was Tumblr. And I can't really explain that any further <laughs> other than some, some tipping point happened and, and it really took off. And, and suddenly we had a lot of listeners. On your site, you joke a lot about being into weird and creepy stuff. How do Welcome to Night Vale people, your team, find each other? What is the spooky, creepy tie that binds? No, that's a good question. I mean, I think I think our tie is I think because we met each other through performance art, I think our tie is live performance more than anything else. Um, you know, you know, Cecil and Joseph both love horror movies and they've gotten me into the uh, horror movies as well lately. Uh, we were just talking the other day backstage, Kate, and I think Kate is way less into horror films than we are. <laughs> that's true. Um but I think we all just love good writing and we love performance. And so even though Joseph and I are writers, we like writing small bits for ourselves to be in the show. We wanted to make sure, you know, early on that we, you know, knowing somebody like Kate, we're like, Kate can do a thing. Let's make a character for Kate. Um, you know, that sort of stuff. Like we just want to, we just want a way to perform. And the podcast was a way to keep doing theater without having to like, fully produce a live play which is a whole bunch that not a lot of people get to see so i think that's the connection i don't know what do you think kate i mean i i don't care for scary but creepy <laughs> is fun and uh -huh. i think the draw for me is that this is, welcome to nightville is such great storytelling and for me it's like what is this arc who are these people do i have an emotional connection to them and this whole community is so loving and giving and welcoming of so many things that i think um, it's just created this like really powerful little universe where everyone can be who they are. And I, I really love that. Um, I grew up with gay dads. So knowing that there's like a world out there where everyone can be accepted and loved and um, live a full and fulfilling life is really important to me and really meaningful. So as I mentioned earlier, The Haunting of Night Vale is currently on tour. 
Without spoiling it, what can you tell us about these live Haunting of Night Vale shows? Well, I will, t- I will tell you the best I can. I mean, the Haunting of Night Vale, we, you know, kind of came about because of our obsession with a couple of things. One, haunted haunted houses, like just a fun haunted house story. And then we sort of posited the question, like, could a house be haunted before it was even built? Um, and so when we started writing the script, Joseph and I went from that and then combined it with another love we have, which is just hotel television while we're on tour, which is like late night HGTV and watching reruns of the property brothers. So what, what if Cecil and Carlos were building a new house and it was haunted and it was part of the property brothers TV franchise. So that was kind of the, 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 the uh, run up to that, but it's uh yeah, it's, it's about family. It's about, you know, what haunts us It's about what's in, you know, and, and it's a little bit spooky, but a lot funny and it's, energy you know we we want to use the live show not just to you know read a podcast script but to make a show that utilizes all of these talented performers and the energy that they give to the audience and that the energy that they can receive from the audience that back and forth is so important for live theater does anyone on the night veil team believe in ghosts or have any real ghost stories what about you you, kate just nodded Uh, yeah, I do believe, I do believe spirits can sort of become trapped here and have unfinished business. Um, I haven't had anyone write to me personally on a mirror yet, or like try to make clay with me, but I have had some experiences where, um, you know, things that, that, um, like feeling the cold, uh, around something happening when when my grandfather died, we, we heard my cousin speaking to him in uh, her bedroom and she was only like one and a half years old or two years old. So, um, we had, we have some spooky moments in my family. Yeah. I uh I don't have any like actual ghost stories but yeah I do I it's the same as Kate like I I do believe that there are are, I do believe that there are some form of like spirit of you know the the souls of people sort of left behind I don't know that it works quite like you know eye holes cut into a sheet sort of thing Mm -hmm. um or you know your classic like vengeful ghost spirit sort of bit uh but um yeah i think it's i think it's hard to imagine that we live in a world where so many people have lived on this earth that we're not around uh some type of spirit um however benign or benevolent or malevolent it could be do either of you have a favorite episode or just uh some favorite moments So Cecil is like super trained professional actor. He's lived and breathed this. And it's always been kind of tangential for me. And um, going up against Cecil on stage is really challenging because I am not as practiced as he is. And I think my favorite moments are when he gets me to break, when I just like have a complete meltdown because he is so funny and I can't contain myself. And I have to like turn up stage and hide my face in the script. But the audience, I think, thinks it's because like we all know each other. We've all known each other a long time and he tries to get me to break. So um, it's like a fun moment where everyone kind of sees us as ourselves, like trying to mess with each other. Um, I think those are those are my favorite moments. You know, when we when we put this show up earlier this year, we did our first show in Washington, D.C. of this tour back in March. Um, we only got to do this show twice in 2020, in early March 2020, before we had to shut it down. Mm-hmm. And um, that two years off out of there's like two years not getting to be in a theater on a stage or in an audience. Um, when we did that show in D.C., uh, yeah, I, I just, I, you know, a curtain call. I just, you know, I was teary like it was uh, that was one of the most 
meaningful performances I've ever had. The show, this particular Haunting of Nightville means a lot to me. One, because I think it's a great script, but, you know, get, given the the two-year hiatus it had, uh, bringing it back, it felt like a brand new show. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think it's a really beautiful script. It's one of like our deepest, um, still being very, very funny, but like it's it's a very like deep script about family and I and about what community is. And yeah, I, I that 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 relaunch of this particular show was one of the most meaningful things we've done for Welcome to Night Vale. Jeffrey, I'd like to end with you. What else do we need to know about the haunting of Night Vale? I think the biggest thing I try and communicate to everybody is, is that we write these live shows to be accessible to anybody that you don't need any prior knowledge of welcome to night bell. So if you want to bring a date or a roommate or a mom or a cat or whatever, you know, just that somebody who's never listened to a podcast, even <laughs> um, it's, it's, it's built to tell its own story. And if you are a longtime listener, it's all brand new stuff. It's not like we're coming on and just doing a revival of episode 28, whatever episode that is, you know, Okay, Jeffrey Craner and Kate Jones, thank you so much for doing the podcast. Thank you, Christopher. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Thanks, Katie. Bye, y'all. The Haunting of Night Vale comes to the New Jersey Performing Arts Center next Friday, June 24th. For more info, go to njpack.org. And to learn more about the Welcome to Night Vale series, go to welcometonightvale.com. If you liked this episode, be sure to review, subscribe, and tell your friends. A transcript of this podcast, links relevant to the story, and more about the arts in New Jersey can be found at jerseyarts.com. The Jersey Arts Podcast is presented by Art Pride New Jersey, advancing a state of creativity since 1986. The show was co-founded by and currently supported by funds from the New Jersey State Council on the Arts, with additional support from the National Endowment for the Arts. This episode was hosted and produced by Chris Benincasa. Executive producers are Jim Atkinson and C. Stroud. I'm Chris Benincasa for the Jersey Arts Podcast. Thanks for listening.